0: and Be Satisfied is the title of this devotion. I think that there's such a fatherly desire for you and me, that our labor is not in vain, that our lives have incredible fruitfulness and, and marvelous success. And, and any father who loves his child loves to see the child do well and prosper. And This is what I want to talk to you about this whole week, about the fruit that the Heavenly Father is looking for and that He Himself works in each and every one of our lives. And I want to start today with Jesus. And one of my absolute favorite scriptures, of course, the whole chapter of Isaiah 53 it's kind of like the chapter of 8 of Romans or chapter 15 of Corinthians. It is, it is such a marvelous chapter. Chapter 53 of Isaiah. And then it only has 12 verses, but the 11th verse. Let me read that to you and let the Holy Spirit put this in your heart. He, talking about Jesus, shall see the labor of his soul and be satisfied by his knowledge My righteous servant shall justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. So let me read you this out of the Amplified. He shall see the fruit of the travail of his soul and be satisfied. By his knowledge of himself, which he possesses and imparts to others, shall my uncompromisingly righteous one, my servant justify many and make many righteous, upright and in right standing with God. For he shall bear their iniquities and their guilt with the consequences, says the Lord. Oh, how I love this whole thought that Jesus is looking at you and me right now seeing the fruit of his labor with great joy seeing what god was able to accomplish through him that now he's seeing the fruit in you and me being born again being made alive in the spirit living in communion with the heavenly father as our spirit christ of a father being born of God, made righteous, holy, acceptable, and well-pleasing in His sight, all to the praise and the glory of Christ accomplished work. When Jesus was about to go to the cross, right, it was just as Judas had left the room to go and betray Him, and Jesus had said to Judas, what you go and do, go do it quickly. And as Judas left the room, Jesus said this, So when he had gone out, verse 31 of John 13, Jesus said, now the Son of Man is glorified and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and glorify him immediately. And I know that is quite a mouthful, but in simple terms, when Jesus saw Judas leaving, knowing that he was going to Caiaphas to betray him, and that by nine o'clock the next morning he would be on the cross, and by three o'clock he would have died, and then on Sunday morning he would rise, seeing what was about to happen, he said, Now the Father is going to receive great glory by what he is able to accomplish through me. And when the Father is glorified in me, he will glorify me with himself and he will glorify me immediately. And Jesus had this joy set before him as he bore the cross and endured the shame and the pain of all of our sins He had the joy of seeing what the Father had predestined for man come to pass before all things were created and made. God had predestined us in Christ to be holy and without blame before him in love. And now Jesus was seeing what the Father had predestined and planned about to come to pass because all that the Father accomplished in Jesus is what he now gives into you and me by the Holy Spirit. Oh, the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord was just exploding within his heart that the Father was able to accomplish through him what he had predestined for all mankind, that we would be made after his image, that we would be recreated in Christ for all the good works he had predestined us to walk in. And what a joy the Father had. So let me say that Isaiah 53, verse 11 again. Jesus, seeing the fruit of all that was accomplished through his suffering, is satisfied, is absolutely satisfied, and through the knowledge of himself, which he possesses and imparts to us and maintains in us, he brings us into the righteousness he enjoys with the Father. And this is the great joy of the Savior that he is able to save to the uttermost all that come to the Father through him. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. The Apostle Peter, he understood the fruit of the Savior when he raised the man at the gate called Beautiful as he went into the temple to pray at the ninth hour together with John, the beloved. And the man was raised and everybody run up to him hearing the man shouting praising glorifying god never having been able to walk and now he was able to go into the temple because he's no longer lame and peter said why look at us why look at us as as it was as if it was our godliness and power that made this man walk whom you all know and see it was the name of jesus and through faith in that name that this man stands whole. In other words, Jesus said, Paul, Peter says, look at the fruit. Look at the fruit of the Savior's labor. It is through what Jesus has done that this man stands whole. Oh, I pray that you catch this because that gives you such blessed assurance. The fruit will come. The fruit will come. You see many times... We struggle with this kind of spirit of joy and faith because we look to our own strength. We look to our own abilities. We look to our own devotion. We look to our own godliness. And then there's still so much growing to do. I know I have so much growing to do, but praise God, I know that he who has begun a good work in me, he will perfect that which concerns me and complete the work of his hands and make me what I ought to be as he presents me to the Father, holy and without blame in his sight. Oh, what a joy that I know that Jesus will complete that which he began in me and perfect me. But friends i don't look at my own power or godliness as the means to be fruitful no peter did not look at his own godliness or powers the means by which he was able to bear such amazing fruit. and seeing this man rise up and walk it was jesus it was jesus and that is what i want you to catch and that's what i want you to say when you look at your life and say jesus it's because of you That I will see the fruit. This fruit belongs to you. This fruit is to your praise and to your glory, to your honor and your accomplished work. You know, I, I love the Apostle Paul because he had such a spirit that I'm talking to you about. And he says in... Romans chapter 15, oh my goodness, this is this is good thinking and talking that I'm gonna to read to you here from the Amplified Translation. He says in Romans 15 verse 15 from the second part of that verse, because of the grace unmerited favor bestowed on me by God in making me a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles, I act in priestly service of the gospel, the good news of God, in order that the sacrificial offering of the Gentiles may be acceptable to God, consecrated and made holy by the Holy Spirit. In other words, he says, administering by the grace of God, the wonderful gospel of Jesus Christ, And these people's lives are now being well-pleasing to God, an offering of well-pleasing lifestyle by the Holy Spirit in their lives. And he says, in Christ Jesus, then I have legitimate reason to glory, exalt in my work for God in what through Christ Jesus I have accomplished concerning the things of God. For of course, I will not venture. Presume to speak thus of any work except what Christ has actually done through me, as an instrument in His hands to win the obedience of the Gentiles by word and deed, even as my preaching has been accompanied with the power of signs and wonders, and all of it by the Holy Spirit's power working in me. Oh, my dear friend. We need to begin to catch this by the Spirit. The fruit belongs to Jesus. The fruit of what He is able to accomplish in us and through us. Come, look at the fruit in your life. Look at what Christ has already accomplished in you. Don't only look at what you still long to see perfected in you according to His divine nature, but look what He has already already done. The Apostle Paul writes to the Philippian church in chapter 3, he said, to as much as you've already come into the knowledge of the Lord Jesus, walk, live, and order your life daily after that, but to the degree that you're not yet perfected, He will complete that in you also. Oh my goodness, what a wonderful Savior we serve that He never gives up on you and me, amen? But He wants us to be optimists. He wants us to be positive. You know, they have this little analogy of this cup going up full, talking to the cup going down empty. And that cup going up full says, I love this life. It don't matter how many times I go down empty, I always come back up full. And the cup going down empty says, I hate this life. No matter how many times I go up full, I come down empty. It's how you look at yourself. Do you judge yourself after the flesh and say, oh, I'm still, I still have so many weaknesses. Or do you judge yourself in Christ, a new creation, born of God, no more in condemnation? Come on. Do not have the mind of the flesh and be negative about yourself and others. Have the mind of Christ and be grateful to your loving heavenly father for who he has made you to be in Christ and whom he has made Christ to be in you. Come on. Listen to the Apostle Paul talking to a church that had a lot of growing to do. But listen to how he starts 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and I'll read to you from the Living Bible starting at verse 4. I can never stop thanking God for all the wonderful gifts he's given you now that you belong to Jesus. He has enriched your whole life. He's helped you speak out for him and given you a full understanding of the truth. What I told you Jesus could do for you has now happened. Now you have every grace and blessing, every spiritual gift and power for doing His will. These graces and gifts and powers are yours during this time of waiting for His return. And Jesus guarantees right up to the end that you will be counted free from all sin and guilt on the day he returns. And I tell you the truth, God will surely do this for you. For he always does just as he says. And he is the one who's invited you into this wonderful relationship with his son, Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul starts encouraging the people about how much God has blessed them through his son, Jesus Then in chapter 2 and 3, he starts talking to them where they need to become more spiritual in their way of behaving and way of thinking and talking so that they can grow and become more like the Lord. In other words, Paul's approach was very positive. I want to encourage you. Be an optimist. Be positive. Be excited. Be thankful. Be grateful. Look at the fruit. Look at the fruit. You say, oh, but Pastor... I am not as fruitful as he, I'm not as fruitful as she. Don't compare yourself to others. That is not wise, it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Look to Jesus and be joyful that you begin to see his character and his nature and his glory formed in you. Look to Jesus looking at you with a big smile and happiness that you already are becoming more and more like him every day. Come on, be optimistic and rejoice in the Lord always rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Amen. Have a good day.